on. What? What is this? What is, what, what, what is this? They won again? Yeah. They are no longer the worst team in the NHL. They have two wins. Woohoo! Let's talk about it right now here on Teal Town After Dark. Yeah! Okay, maybe I got a little too excited. They're still the worst team in the NHL because they're 2-10-1. But I digress. Good evening, everyone. It is November 9th, 2023, and your San Jose Sharks take down a Canadian team. Are you going to talk about that tomorrow, TSN or Sportsnet? I bet you will. Ha! Sharks win 3-2 to two over the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I guess McDavid sucks now. I don't know. Uh, welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. Follow us on the social. Find everything at Teal Town USA. And if you want to support the pod, hit us up on Venmo at Teal Town USA. Or, really simple, just hit us up in a super chat donation on here. Woo! See what happens when I take a week off from this show? Oh my goodness, things change for the good. I am Eric Curl alongside a guy who we've, he, he's been away for a while, folks. Just remember, we, we we held him to watch all 800 potential draftees for next year's draft <laughs> since the since the draft of last year. Mark Eisenberg, what's happening, buddy? Not much, man. It's so great to be back. It has been a while. I think it's been since the draft. So uh, it is fantastic to be here on such a good night, too, with this wonderful victory. I mean, this is, um, you know, when when we saw the schedule come out, I'm like, oh, boy, you know, um, that's a tough start. And then Edmonton comes in. I'm like, oh, we're going to that. That's the one where I thought, OK, that'll be the 10 spot. The whole world was watching tonight, watching the two worst teams in the league face off. It's absolutely fantastic. And then what happened? <laughs> back-to-back wins. Oh, back-to-back man. Back-to-back wins. I, I, I never thought we'd see this this year, especially how the start began. My goodness, my oh me. But, yes, the Sharks come in following a 2-1 victory over the Flyers to get their first one of the year. Uh, in between that, they added Kalen Addison from the Minnesota Wild, uh, which we'll get into a little bit f- uh, during the game, but he makes his San Jose debut. For the Oilers, I think everybody expected maybe an 8-2-1 start, but they start 2-8-1. They lose to the Canucks for the third time on Monday. Uh, I, I, it's, I know it's goaltending. I know it's defense, but my goodness. Um, what, what do you think it is for Edmonton right now? I don't know. And like you saw it a little bit tonight, even with McDavid and Drysaddle, they did not look themselves early on late in the game. McDavid started turning it on. He looked a little dangerous. Um, but that team just look, everyone knows the goaltending there is an absolute catastrophe. It's, it's brutal, like horrible, horrible, brutal goaltending. But that being said, like you still have two of the best players in the world, right? You can't be performing like this. Right, right. And and there's so many um, 
the chat's just going off. <laughs> it's just so freaking great. Uh, you know, uh, Billy Bully McGuire, proud of my team tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Jerry F, the Sharks, a Sharks win. Uh, you know, Dave even saying, how hard do you think the Sharks broke the Oilers tonight? Hopefully, hopefully they can drop off Jay Woodcroft at Tech C Arena tonight. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But, you know, uh, but everybody is having having fun with it. You know, uh, it's good to see everybody in here. So let's get at it. First period. I, I, I mean, Edmonton dominated. I, I think they held the Sharks without a shot for like 12 minutes. And it's like just a matter of it almost seemed like it was a matter of time before. OK, when's Drysdale going to score? When's McDavid going to score? And mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then look at. We had been asking for a while, right, to get Eklund with Hurdle. Yep. And now we've got a couple games in a row. They're looking good. And what happens in that first period? They score a goal. Yeah. So. Uh, Fabian Zetterland, literally all alone in the slot. Uh, you know, I love when I'm able to take screenshots of it. So I had to take a, a screenshot of this when Zetterland takes a shot. Um <laughs> I mean, there's there's five Oilers around him, and he's got the slot all by himself. Like the literally the entire slot, and essentially half the net, all in there, and they're just starting to connect big time. Especially Hurdle with that nice setup pass nice to make it one nothing. Yeah. That was a beauty, and and I know it's early. But, you know, that might have been a backbreaker. We've seen it so many times happen against the Sharks in years past, Park, where it's, they just dominate a period and next thing you know, just fall apart. It's like, my goodness. Yeah, and it's good to see Zetterlin producing, right? Like, after yeah. the trade last year, he was just missing in action. He could not score. He really couldn't do much. He fell to mm-hmm. the fourth line. But now he's got his fourth goal of the season, leading the team in scoring. Like this, this is good stuff. <laughs> LM in the chat. Jack Campbell lost to Abbotsford four to one tonight. Jeez, oh, oh yep. that's not helping. But yeah, it's it's good stuff to see, you know. And it's just a, and it's just a, uh, uh, a very surprising score. And, and Ricky, Ricky is, uh, Ricky is, I would say, a lot of people right now. The Oilers just want to tank off, and y'all are celebrating Shake's head. Team Tank disapproves. <laughs> Ricky, I, I I get you, and I would love for Celebrating to come home. They weren't going to go 180 and 1. Exactly. As much as it was looking like that as of a week ago, it's nice to have them win a couple of games. In seasons like this, these are the small victories right here. Right. These are, these are the things we have to enjoy. Like I mean, I I can pull up the wild card standings and and be that guy and be like, oh, the Sharks are only eight points out of a playoff spot, but I won't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and creepy coop, and, and this kind of reminds me of with the uh, with the uh, the trade show with Timo Meyer. Devils fans may have been right that he's a solid middle six wing winger and he's taking advantage of being on on the top line with Hurdle. 
Yeah, and I mean, that's pretty much what we were hoping for out of him, right? Like, no one has delusions about him being mm-hmm. some top-line scorer who's going to, you know, drop 30 or 40 goals. But we wanted someone who can provide depth scoring, and that's, I mean, right now he's paired with the big guys, but he's providing that scoring. That's that's what we want. Yeah. What, uh, what's his pace right now? Yeah, and, you know, three, th- his fourth of the season, it's nice to see uh, someone producing. It's nice to see... Tomas Hurdle get on the scoreboard. He got his second goal of the season. A nice, almost tipped pass that goes right to Hurdle from Zetterland uh, via Ahotiuk uh, to to make it two uh, two one after you know Darnell Nurse with a sweet shot there um, early in the period where he's like, okay, minute fifty six in, and you're like. They're, they're not going to go away. It's not like they're going to fall apart or anything like that. But you see Nurse with that shot. Drysaddle gets one of the assists. Shocking. Uh, but to make that 1-1. And then Hurdle comes back about midway through the period with that with that open shot. And Skinner leaving the net wide open again, which is crazy. Yep. And the like you said, the second assist to Okotiuk. Another player of the Meyer trade, um, which it's nice to see him in the lineup as well. But um, yeah, no, the the key to that is we see Hurdle celebrating a goal, like he looks happy. Um, you see that, and a goal and an assist now. So what's he up to? Uh, I think nine points on the season. Mm-hmm. So you know he's despite the Sharks' scoring troubles, he's producing. Right, he's not yeah. scoring a lot of goals, but he's up to nine points. So. Not terrible. Not terrible. And, and, I mean, granted, goal scoring up until last week has been few and come, come by. It's like, ooh, the Sharks have fewer goals than Austin Matthews. Ooh. Yep. Penguins scored one. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. Any we opportunity know. to post that, everyone was trying to post it. Like, the Hughes brothers have more points than the Sharks, right? Matthews, more goals than the Sharks. Just... Ripping but, into us, but we, but we don't, we didn't see any ripping of either the Maple Leafs, right, or any ripping of the Oilers, right? No, we had to go over, go over a team in California, of course. That's fine. You, yeah. you can do what you want to do, and I told, and they definitely deserved it too. But you know, uh, you have fun with the Oilers tomorrow morning, Peking, I and I hope you will. Uh, but second period, everything seemed to be calm. Um, you know, one thing that happened actually back in the first period, Eklund, Eklund looked like he was going to get a bunch of love from, from the national broadcast team, uh, tonight, um, doing, doing his part, uh, definitely defensively too, not just yep. on, on the offensive side. Saw him on the penalty kill. He had that nice play where he stripped the puck from McDavid going in alone, um, on the breakaway. He's... He's looking good. Uh, you're not just seeing the offense from him. You're seeing like kind of an all-around game, which I'm I'm excited about. Right. Yeah. And it's it's nice to see all around because it's really, you know, I mean, like Big Bird would say, who else thought they would blow that two-goal lead in the last two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so Sharks. Let's be honest here. You know, it would be just how they would uh, fall apart, you know. Uh it's just one of those things that happened in in the third period. Zadina gets a nice two on one. That line worked well. Uh, Carpenter with the hard work, you know, getting the puck out, battling nerves. Stern picks it up with a nice two on one, dishes it to Zadina. 
bam, that ends up being your game winner with just two under two minutes into the third period. And the funny part is, is that this is what was it's kind of like rule reversal. It's like a Seinfeld, the Seinfeld do the opposite episode, you know, where the Sharks usually gave up the goal the last two minutes or the first two minutes, Mark. And, yep. and nice that to see. That backbreaker. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's so nice to see for sure. So <laughs> it's like. Yeah, that was an exciting goal. And also Zadina's one of those guys that I'm really pulling for this year. Same. It, you know, as, as you've already mentioned, you, Everyone knows I support the draft. I follow it really closely. And whenever I see those guys who are in the top 10, you know the pressure that's on them. And he's right. just one of those guys who his career really hasn't developed. So the minute he was brought into San Jose, I think everyone was pretty excited about that to bring in a former, what was he, sixth overall or fifth overall? Um, Something like him that. In, I know he was a first round pick. Yeah. Exactly. So you bring him in, and it's just he's a guy that you kind of hope he finds his game. So it's good to see him scoring. I know he was almost pulled out of the lineup a few games back. Yep. So good to see him score a goal. And, and nice to fight back and, and do do the things that you need to do to get that W going. Uh, Bully McGuire, wait until Eklund grows up a little bit, puts some more, puts on more muscle. Dude is going to be dangerous. I would love to see that. And, and I loved seeing Hurdle and company kind of defend when they were when the Oilers were starting to go after him a little bit too. Uh, from Medkitch, I thought Z was going going to be so-so from last year, but hopeful for him in the future. Yeah, he's definitely started to show his his hands in there. Uh, <laughs> from the <laughs> from the clutch Canuck, you guys are America's team tonight. Sharks will be Canucks friends for the remainder of the season. <laughs> Okay, I know because partly because it'll be ten to two the next time we play Vancouver, but you know, uh, for that SG Sports Talk channel, I'm a proud Italian Indian American. Excuse me, I'm a proud Indian American, and I was not able at the game tonight on a night where they were celebrating Diwali, which is a festival of lights, which is basically a triumph of good over evil. Fitting, fitting, uh, SG. Uh, glad to have you here tonight as well. Um, and Dana, hi Dana, you're you're like closer to Mark than than I am right now, uh, distance wise. I fell asleep during the second period and woke up ten minutes ago. LMFAO. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Nugent Hopkins would make it a, a interesting game late with about two and a half minutes to go, but the Sharks shut him down, even with a penalty. To Mikel Granlund, who, you know, um, if there is a tough part to talk about, uh, Granlund's had a, had a bit of a struggle lately. I wonder if he's still hurting a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't think he's found his game. He's definitely one of the guys who has not really uh, turned it on. Um, and I think he was kind of thought to be one of the players who came out of that Carlson trade who might be of some value um, for the Sharks to then flip later on. But... We're not seeing that so far, but, you know, he's got time. <laughs> he's got a long time until the trade deadline. So Right. Uh, AJ, thanks so much. In 13 games, the Sharks have been outshot 457 to 315. <sighs> I, I had the thing going here, I, I'm, and I'm almost certain, uh, I hate to do this while I'm on the air, but, I mean, They've let's see. I think they've had like twenty. 
now like more so about 33 shots or 33 periods somewhere in that let's just go with over 30 periods into this season where they're 210 and 1 where they've allowed double digit shots allowed they've been outshot i think well over 30 periods out of the 36 that they've played um so must be nice it, it it's they they really need to get their their crap going you know it's uh I don't know. It's one of those things that uh, just, it's like, what can you do offensively to change this team around? Because it seems like, you know, they're getting hemmed in their own zone. They're having a tough time clearing pucks out. Um, through 13 games, Mark, what what have you seen from the Sharks that are like, uh, that have caught your mind? And especially now in these last two games, what do you think has been the turnaround for them? Well, without even diving get into the goaltending, which I think we're all kind of excited about a little bit. Um, I think the big thing, and you're seeing it this year, is just that there's nothing coming from the back, right? And that's kind of what led into that trade that we alluded to a little bit earlier. But there's just no offense from the back. You look at our defensemen, and let's be real, even though two wins in a row, our defense is a joke. And (laughs) (laughs) offense starts from the back, right? And while a lot of people coming into this season thought a few of the moves we made was going to result in um, maybe some more scoring up front, um, we haven't seen that early on. And I think a lot of that is because we're pretty much icing, you know, six AHL caliber defensemen on some nights (laughs) and maybe another borderline bottom pairing um, couple guys. But um, so what does Greer do? He bring he makes a trade, brings in a guy who's a little bit more offensively minded, and I think it's a good move. I think we're all a little bit excited about that, right? Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but in reality, I think that's been the issue. You know, right. getting pucks out of the zone, breakout passes. There's no one to carry the puck up the ice like we had with Carlson last year, right? Right. And so, and I I think I teased Jules with this uh, on the uh, trade show yesterday. It's like. So this guy is supposed to be a righty, handed defenseman, supposed to be wonders on the power play. Oh, so that's what we get. I'm like, maybe not. But, I mean, it's nice to have some sort of a guy because I think they mentioned on the broadcast tonight that Kyle Burroughs was quarterbacking the power play. And prior to the year, it was like 13 seconds on the power play. What the heck? (laughs) No, he's not a power play quarterback, that's for sure. That's, yeah. yeah, As... uh, Chance the Rapper would say, that's a no. <laughs> uh, let's get to some, a couple of the Super Chat donations. Creepy Coop, thank you for your $10 Super Chat. I feel like the shots are misleading the past two games. We haven't totally been haven't been totally hemmed in, hemmed in like we have the whole season, but we do struggle to shoot when we're not in the offensive zone. Yeah, I mean, that could be a little bit more fair, um, but I do still think... Um, the Sharks are being outplayed when you look at the offensive zone time um, and getting shots on net. That's a key ingredient, right? That's a key ingredient to hockey is getting shots through, getting shots on net. Um, so while it may not feel like they're being trapped in the zones, like those 10 to one and 10 to two games, I think, you know, there's something to say for a team that still gets 41 pucks on goal, right? Oh yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a tough part. Puck possession in your own zone, clearing out of your own zone mm-hmm. has been a thing, uh, and we've I, I documented it, you know, early on in the season, where they were, you know, the defense would be out there for almost 
two minutes at a time where they just can't get it out and it becomes a struggle and when you have that struggle um it just wears you down emotionally and physically and it it ended up being in the back of the net eventually so um <laughs> I, a a uh, another super chat from swift shark 13 thank you very much Team Tank, do not fear. I'm not concerned about a five-game winning streak happening when we are getting doubled up on shots most nights. Glad you guys have something positive to chat about for a change. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> and trust me, you know, there there have been there were times where, you know, when I saw those two games against Vancouver and Pittsburgh, Mark, and it's just like Man, maybe maybe they can go oh eighty one and one. Those teams looked like it was possible. Not gonna lie, like oh. I was watching those games and I was just like, I is this an NHL team? Like, what are we watching right. here? This is terrible. But hey, the the Greer conversation with the players it has it has turned things around. They've they've rallied a bit. So it's only two games, you know, it's some fun for us to enjoy here um, in what's been a very tough start to the season. But listen, I, I respect the effort that that's what I care about. Right. And and I think the effort has definitely taken a full 180, uh, especially after Greer talked to them uh, over the weekend. So it's interesting. Marty T saying it's going to be a cold day in Edmonton tomorrow, to which I say, what else is new? How, however, Ian comes back with our good friend, Ian. How can it be cold, Marty, when all the seats are hot? <laughs> I, I mean, l let's talk about that flip of a change. Jay Woodcroft, who was an assistant man uh, manager, what is he, a retail store worker, uh, was a, an assistant coach under Todd McClellan. You have to wonder now at two nine and one, you lose to one of the worst teams in the league, and it's like, what on earth can the Oilers do? Are, are is, I mean, I I don't know what you can do. Changes have to be brewing there. You, you have to think something's got to be switched up there. Like this is a team that was coming to the season that was predicted to be among the cup contenders, right? Mm -hmm. And they're down there with us the laughing stock of the league apparently so yeah i mean how long does he last how long does he last if this continues i'm if i'm ken holland tonight. yeah right if i'm ken holland are you calling mike Greer tonight and ask for mckenzie blackwood <laughs> right i mean first round pick ken holland first round pick for mckenzie blackwood i'm just saying just putting it out there I salary retained back while we take back Campbell. There we go. Yeah. And the thing is, that would be actually a great trade for us, obviously, if it ever happened. But part right. of me would really hurt because I've really enjoyed what Blackwood has done so far this season. And it's nice to watch that. And, and he's played fantastic, even though the yeah. numbers have been awful considering the blowouts lately uh, and the, the lack of goal support. Even, even tonight, uh, you know, getting three goals, I think it was like, how uh, I saw on the broadcast, I think it was like, and Brody, if you're watching, the Sharks in the last nine games prior to tonight were two, scoring goals two or fewer. You're welcome, Brody. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jerry F., we got a lot of super chats all of a sudden. Uh, Jerry F., thanks for the great coverage as usual. These two Sharks wins 
do feel awesome. And then uh, Creepy Coop, thank you again. I think the shots and possession time will get better as we get softer parts of the schedule. We have played possession behemoths besides like the two teams so far. Yeah, totally. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Uh, oh, and we're getting some chat comments from the locker room now. Thank you, AJ. Uh, Mario Ferraro. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> my dad was here for the Philly game too. My girlfriend might not like it, but he might have to hang around a little bit. He can't leave until we lose, so we'll see. We'll see if they get along. Oh boy, dad's the, bringing the good vibes. Yeah, dad's bringing good vibes and 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 no pressure, no pressure. Well, Got a little two game road trip coming up. Is it maybe the dad's road trip? <laughs> Bring him along for the ride. Right, right. I mean, hey, what? Let's see, Vegas and Anaheim. Mm. Go, go, go to, uh, go to the Vegas Strip, and then head to Disneyland. That's a pretty solid weekend, I, I gotta say. So, I like it. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, for sure. And what happens if they beat Vegas? Oh man! <laughs> Suddenly, if the they, hockey world explodes. If they beat Vegas, it's just gonna go. <laughs> like uh, I mean let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah I mean getting too excited here I mean as much as we're excited about these two ones it was Philly and Edmonton beat Vegas which they played well on opening night against man I, I don't know <laughs> that'll be crazy so uh yeah you know and, and Birds 7F91 their injuries have yet to pile up I'm sure they're coming They've been banged up too, though. I mean, Couture's still out. Yeah. Barabanov, you know, got two of our better players right there up front. Yeah, I mean, you're doing it without them, and you know, you're, you might be still be unsure about Grandland. So we'll see on that. Plus, you know, Jacob McDonald went to injured reserve uh, yesterday to make room for Caden Addison. Um, speaking of which. Uh, Anything that stood out to you tonight with him as he made his Sharks debut? Um, I think he's getting his feet wet with the team. Uh, definitely looked like he's got some smooth passing and some smooth skating. Um, I only saw him on the one power play, so it was really hard to gauge what kind of impact he's going to have there. Mm -hmm. um, but no, it, it's going to take a few games for him to kind of fit in with the team, I think. I am excited about the move overall, and I think what we gave up for him is an absolute, you know, uh, that could be a steal of a trade. Like, I'm not going to toot his horn too much yet because, <laughs> you know, he hasn't done anything yet with us. But we gave up a pick, what, three years from now? Um, and it's not even an early pick. It's a later round pick. And then Raska, who um, I was a fan of for a while, and I do like the kind of player that he is. Um, but he's an expendable player. So I think, you know, it's a great move by Greer. I really like to see that kind of move, too, because it's just, you know, it's it's a bit of a steal, I think, in the current sense. Um, and I'm excited to see what Addison will do because um, we do need that defenseman who can carry the puck, good breakout passes, as well as like kind of manning the point on the power play. Yeah, it's it's a need that maybe they don't have ready to go just yet. I mean, I know there was talk like, oh, maybe Mika Madolin could be that guy or Henry Thrun. It's like let them have their marinating time with the Cuda having Addison here. Uh, and only 23, for that matter, yep. uh, is is 
you know, has a potential to help out in the long run in the end. And speaking of defense, uh, AJ, thank you. Uh, Sharks finished with 35 block shots versus the Oilers for most by a team in a game since the Oilers had 35 against the Kings in 2017. So uh, laying, laying down the, uh, the blocking uh, is, uh, is nice, but yeah, you, th- you have 35 block shots, Mark, and then you add on another 41. That 41 did- on goal. Exactly. That's a lot of shot attempts. <laughs> to to which Jesse L says, you know, the team is still getting caved in, and all these shots and blocks are going to lead to injuries. Yeah, I mean it it mm-hmm. it will wear this team over the time. You know, so uh, <laughs> Dana, I uh, love you. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. They can pry Blackwood from our from my cold dead hands. <laughs> oh boy, uh, it's been fun. Uh, Brian Hee-haw, uh here for the Oilers turmoil. <laughs> we can all celebrate around that, right? Oh man. Uh oh, this is interesting. As Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson walk off the ice after the Oilers lost to San Jose, Woodcroft appears to say, "That might be it." To Manson, who appears to respond with, "Yup." Wow. Change is coming? Question mark. Change is coming. All right. We'll have we will have we will have a uh standby for anything coming out out of the Edmonton Twitter. Keep us posted chat if that happens. That wouldn't be surprising uh for that. And Ian, you did mention this before. I think you mentioned on Twitter. Uh I'm sorry you missed yesterday. Why is practice greater than Raska and that might be why he was expendable yeah yeah I think he's definitely a more talented player and he provides some of that similar role where he you know he can be physical he's a little bit of a pest um, for opponents and I think he definitely has the higher upside like Raska at best was probably gonna top out as like a third liner low-end third liner more likely like just a fourth liner in the NHL whereas I think Weissblatt has you know the skating is definitely noticeable there as well as some of the other abilities that he's got yeah uh Ian did say I did love Raska though I know you did you you really liked him he'll be missed he'll be headed to Iowa uh for sure uh from Ryan Nugent Hopkins I don't think it's a loss of confidence we're battling through something together and we're working our asses off and we're not finding ways to score um, it's tough, man. I mean, I, one, who do you bring in if if Woodcroft would get as uh, AJ would say the the Spanish archer? Um, I mean, what Bruce Boudreau? I mean, who 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 goes to Edmonton? I don't know who you can. Yeah, and I think, I mean, in reality, I'm not worried about Edmonton in terms of like really the whole tankathon thing. I do think at some point they will figure it out. Even if they decide to stick with um, Woodcroft, I think they would figure it out. You just can't have talents like McDavid and Dreisaitl on your team and a few of the other players as well and not figure it out. But I think, you know, you look at their start with two wins through these games. It's just the exact opposite of what you expected. And usually that is results in like either, okay, we don't think the players are hearing the coach 
something has to change and it's not going to be like they're not going to trade McDavid. Right. Like right. <laughs> they're not they're not doing that. So it's going to be a coach or something like that. Um, switching it up. You, you trade, though, you trade half the front and half the uh, top six. If it's uh, <laughs> if if McDavid and Drysell were available uh, and then there would be a revolt in Edmonton. I mean, mm-hmm. there might be a riot at the uh, West Edmonton Mall in there. Uh, from Leon Dreisaitl, I don't, kn- I don't really know what to say. We tend to shoot out. Uh, out mm, excuse me. Let's try that again. I don't really know what to say. We tend to outshoot other teams consistently, but we probably outchance other teams consistency consistently. Well, I can talk tonight, uh, but it's not in sync right now. Like me talking. That feels disappointing. <laughs> oh man, yeah, teams go through these these yeah. you know these periods. It, it it's tough, and they're obviously under a pretty large microscope down there or up there in Edmonton. Yeah. So you know it, the pressure is on. They're 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 feeling the weight of these losses for sure. Right. I mean, and they're going, and they were many experts to come out of the West. Uh, the last couple yeah. of years, for sure. Uh, Woodcroft would say we gave up 16 shots again. We've done that many, a few times this year. I think we've had a 92 shot attempts. We were able to find an answer. We chased the game, and there were some costly errors. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, I, I I would think I would think that's gonna be it. You know, our power play is indicative of the entire offensive game. We got some shooters that aren't shooting at the typical rate. It hasn't been anywhere near what we're capable of and yeah that's the tough part you know uh, if, is it oilers got goalied i mean so somewhat somewhat yeah. I and mean, they've been on a good run lately and plus maybe it's the tendencies we all know what mcdavid and dry can do uh together or separately so it could be you know knowing knowing what's going on so uh yeah uh and as for woodcroft on his job i'm worried about taking care of my daily business my daily process and making sure i give the my players something to focus on and concentrate on no one is happy where we're at yeah and you gotta love those questions right imagine being oh, asked all the time if you feel like you're gonna lose your job that day <laughs> yeah i mean like last week when david quinn gets asked i think it was shing and that the question has to be Fair. asked yeah. yeah you know are you worried and i was like like yeah, I have been worried. I have yeah. McDavid and Drysa. Wouldn't you be worried? Yeah, you can't. You can't have that record with those two in your lineup. It's oh just, man. Yeah. <laughs> and Ian's like, it's unfair. The Cooter don't play the Condors until the end of December. <laughs> <laughs> uh hopefully, hopefully Jack Campbell will still be there. We'll see. So. Everything is up rosy and everything. The Sharks have won two in a row. We're looking good, gang. Oh, crap. We got to go to Vegas tomorrow. Taki. Oh, Could man. be a little bit of rain on the parade. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. I mean, so that's why that's why we enjoy. That's why we enjoy these wins. We take them uh, and enjoy them. Well, we can because they're going to be few and far between. I, I mean, yes, yes. You know, it's it's risking our our tankathon, but you know, 
we're 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 just into November 9th. Gang, we will worry about Tankathon a little bit. Yeah, we got a lot of months of that to go, but this is this is these are the little moments that make a Tankathon season, you know, enjoyable. It, it makes it worth it, right? Like the 10-1 losses, the 10-2 games, those aren't fun. But a couple wins here and there, seeing some effort from the boys, you know, grinding it out. I like it. That, it this this gets it going. And to have that that turnaround where they've been coming all together and doing the doing the job, you know, and standing up for your teammates. You know, like you saw Smith uh Tuesday night against Philly get into yep. a fight. And, and such you're not doing what you were doing last week where you hung out Kakinen to dry after Kuzmenko scores and then it's Kuzmenko of all people that's checking on your goaltender the opposing team was surrounding him yeah yeah terrible it's yeah. like you can't F yeah I just beat you I just beat you and score oh are you okay like come on guys so not a good look no no Look, Felix saying, just take the wins while we can. Yes, of course. Yep. Um, Prospect-wise, I know I'm kind of throwing you on the spot here. Who who have you been excited about uh, so far? I, I when I've talked to Jules, you know, it's a it's definitely musty. Um, you know, lately, it's Cagnani uh, in yep. Portland. Uh, yeah. What's this? Another four points the other night. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, it, I've mostly been watching so far to start the season, some of the college players. Um, I've watched a few BC games with Will Smith. Um, I like what I'm seeing. I think he's progressing each game. He's looking a bit better. Um, early on in the first few games, some of the decisions I thought were a little bit questionable, <clears throat> but he's still producing. And I think one of the things that I've noticed a bit is some of the away from the puck, um, play needs to improve. Um, but I also think that's somewhat some of his game. You know, you have someone like Ryan Leonard, who everyone also saw kind of in the draft last year, and they're both on the same team, same line, and he's more of like a hound. He's constantly on the puck. He's just he's got a motor. He's kind of like that Ferraro motor, um, whereas Smith's kind of like lurking at times, it looks like. But then once the puck comes to him, it completely changes. Um, so I'm watching Smith a decent amount. I've been watching some of the um, Northeastern guys with Lund, 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 whatever, however it's pronounced, and um, Michael Fisher. Um, Fisher hasn't quite lived up to what I was hoping for, but he is technically a freshman, even though he played a couple um, years in junior before this. So watching them, but, you know, hoping to get a few more games in with some of the juniors guys. Um, loving the production right now. Like you said, Kenyoni, he's been going nuts. And then also we've got Musty, Haltonen. So those guys have been doing very well like pretty much our entire 2023 draft class up top has been really strong um so taking in some of those games but we also have to look forward to we're only a month away from the world juniors and are the championships right right so and i think this year the sharks could have anywhere from like six to eight players there depending on you know who's healthy so that will definitely be something that everyone wants to tune into um you know we got our swedes we've got smith we got Musty. These guys are going to be there, and they're not going to just be there. They're going to produce. So that could be a really fun tournament for Sharks fans to watch. Big time, big time. And usually we get like maybe one to to keep an eye on. Now yeah. we can have a plethora of guys on a number of teams doing their magic. So that's going to be fun to see. Um, 
where is the junior world juniors this year i don't know is it, is it overseas i thought it was america's because i thought it was in uh canada last year but i digress here while you look that up i will go uh look at that uh quinn has said he's gonna have kakinen start tomorrow so kakinen's doing good uh yeah, a reporter. It just feels like no one's going right now. And Rysel says, great, great observation. Okay, so they're a little testy right now, and this probably doesn't help. Uh, David Quinn saying Tommy Hurdle was a man tonight. That line was very good. Interesting comments there. Uh, Quinn said he's not tempted to go back to Blackwood tomorrow. He said he'd be arrested for abuse of a goalie. Look at him being a jokester all of a sudden. Oh, boy. Sweden World Junior Championships are in Sweden, Sweden it looks like ah, yep. okay should be fun that should be fun uh, in Sweden over and let's not also forget Quentin Musty uh, mm-hmm. in Sudbury now that I think of it just because I've rewatched Shorzy season two over and over again I keep thinking of Sudbury and, and I've not checked Musty. that out yet you I haven't have no I'm looking forward to it though have you yeah. done have you done season one yes I've done season one season two is pretty awesome Okay. Yeah. Can't wait. All the chirps. <laughs> the chirps will be enjoyable, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, Musty's producing, though, in Sudbury. He's doing well. Yeah. Uh, Creepy Coop is Havilid from Sweden? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. I believe so. Yeah, Havilid and Beastead should both be there. Um, um, I'm assuming. If they're healthy at the time, they should be there. Yeah. So it'll be sharks represented all over the place. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Poor Ian. He he's probably going to be watching that as well. Same time with the Kuda <laughs> and the Sharks. Kuda like, Sharks World Junior Championship. Forget Boxing Day. Yeah, just we'll just have Ian. No, no, I'm kidding, Ian. We love you, bud. Um, so yes, so the Sharks win three to two. Uh, Vegas. I'm sure they're getting on a flight tonight to head on over uh, to uh, Sin City f- for that contest tomorrow. I have to say they probably will have an optional skate on that, you know. Uh, oh, we got a draft question. We haven't gotten to the 24 draft, Mark, but we any thoughts on the 25 draft, Hagens or Misa? That's that's too far in advance. I'm still I'm scouting all the 2024 <laughs> people. Are you kidding me? Be excited that we might have four picks in the top 20, top 33 if everything works out right. Like right. right? We we need the Penguins to finish anywhere from like 11 to like 14 or 15 that would be ideal then the devils need to make the conference final and then you know even if the senators maybe give up their first rounder this year that moves our um second round pick another pick or two earlier so you know let's be excited about that 2025 is a long way off a lot can happen between now and then yes no it's gonna be a fun one plus yeah you talk about beastet and you talk about havlid who are overseas he you kind of missed chatting about or thinking about them because they are overseas they're not within the time zones and uh doing things which is always helpful uh and always hopeful for the future of this team even though you know you have to sit through the pain right now so uh hurdle on Eklund and Zetterland uh they keep working like that they have big futures I'm here to help them I definitely had fun the last two games to play with them Thank you, David Quinn, for finally doing it. About time. About time. It's yeah. looking like a good trio right now. Yeah. Hopefully it sticks that way for at least a period of time. But I really do like Eklund and Hurdle together. And I think that's part of one of my concerns earlier in the season was, like, I don't want Eklund to get bogged down 
with, you know, 10 to 1 losses, 10 to 2, lose confidence. You're not really feeling the game. Whereas you put them with Hurdle, I feel like even in the game where we lose, say like 5 to 3 or 4 to 3, they might still be able to produce and play well and build his confidence, which I think is big. You know, he he's not the franchise type player probably, but he's going to be a big piece in the rebuild and we want him to develop. So you got to be careful with that. Um, so it's nice to see him, you know, fitting in with Hurdle, and I think Hurdle's the right guy to have him with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I thought some sort of a mentor of sorts, even though yeah. you know, Hurdle is, you know, 10 years into his career uh, for that, for sure. So with that, I think we can wrap this bad boy up in case you missed anything. What do you want to watch this again? Check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure you uh, like it, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. So when we do go on the air, you uh, get notified. Or if there are news breaks, uh, like yesterday's uh, Kalen Addison trade, uh, we will be on the air uh, shortly to break it all down. So with that, Mark... I know it's late. It's about to be 2 a.m. over where you're at. So, uh, <laughs> But you're still smiling. You're going to go to bed smiling and celebrating that the Sharks have won two games in a row, something I don't think we were even expecting. But your final thoughts on this night? Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. That, that's my final thought. Love that guy. <laughs> Loving what I'm seeing from him. He needs to keep this up. Yeah. And, and and for the sharks, they need to give him some goal support, man, because he's mm-hmm. been helping you out big time. Absolutely, absolutely. He's been the MVP. If there yeah. could be one in the two ten and one start, he's the MVP. <laughs> I I know uh, AJ and Jerk mentioned it on Pucknology. It's like who would be their all star, and I'm I'm thinking Kenzie Blackwood. It's, it's yeah. It's like you know they were in a. F- they were in a battle for finding goaltenders for the All-Star game last year for the Pacific Division. I mean, like, I'm guessing that it would be maybe him. I, I don't know. We'll see on that one. So, all right. Uh, you can find him at MarkyMarkSJS on the X platform. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram at PuckGuy14 or any social media for that matter. We will be back with you tomorrow, Friday night, as the Sharks take on... Ah, crap. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Great. Okay. Well, that should be fun. (laughs) Enjoy (laughs) these smiles that we have on our faces right now. It might change in about short-lived, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, thanks, everybody, for watching. We appreciate each and every one with you. And until tomorrow, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Sharks win a second game in a row asking it really quick before we even play Vegas. Take care, everyone. Have a good night.